Hello, everyone. My name is Leon, and thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 1 of More To It, a podcast about perspective. Oh. <laughs> it's been three months. I think a little bit over three months. But, yo, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I'm so excited to finally be able to say that I'm back here despite all the madness going on. And that's the thing. Like, for those of you that listened to all of season one, the last two episodes really took a toll on me. The others, they're meaningful in their own ways. I'll never discredit them. But I guess because they were so personal, the last two, finally addressing all that felt so much different than everything else I had to face. And I remember I uploaded the last episode. I turned my phone off for a few days and then I just kind of decompressed. But all that peace and solitude I felt like I got from a lot of that time that I did spend alone, it didn't last that long. But that's fine, because it led me back here. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm sorry. But we'll cross those bridges when we get there, because there's a lot to talk about this season. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now, I had a few ideas on how to start off the season but i felt like i felt like there was no better way to do it than with someone who's been super important in my life one of the very few people when i say very few i mean very few people that i feel like life always kept our paths intertwining or crossing i I don't know what the right word would be for that but um despite whatever we had going on like we always seem to like you know, bump into each other again, sort of, and so my guest is the airplane going by. (laughs) The last flight out from JFK. (laughs) I'm kidding you guys, my guest is none other than my sister, Hope. Hello. Thank you for being a part of this uh, no, this, this project, awesome. more or less. Definitely awesome. A long time in the making. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's funny because we've got Beavis and Butthead on in the background, in but it's on background. mute. Yeah. And we grew up with that. I think, I don't know. I feel like that's another one of those things that that's always been a part of our lives, I guess, in some way or another. Like, yeah. it's like to this day, it was part of our, when we were kids and then, you know, getting older. And then here we are, you know. Yeah adults and it's still coming back around it's crazy like mom used to say me and you were thick as thieves from day one yeah (laughs) from day one we've been thick as thieves uh what she call us two peas in a pod two peas in a pod yeah tweedle she said tweedle d and tweedle dumb which i'm like no lady let's not do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're putting a lot of names now now right like all right now you're (laughs) yeah bring it back time back a bit lady i don't want to say i don't know where to begin um we always have so much to talk about yeah we we, chit chat about whatever we talk about everything like no matter how taboo we we all get we get it all out there yeah yeah with our sick and twisted dark humor we have to we have to you know i know i know (laughs) (laughs) oh boy but um one of the many things that we've been talking about lately i don't want to make an excuse for all the stuff that's been happening in the world, in the city, anywhere else, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just, 
is like there's there's a lot going on everywhere things are falling apart everywhere yeah and yeah. not in and it's not in a way that's like i don't i don't want it to sound as if it's like a conspiracy thing mm-hmm. or nothing like it's not like that at all it's just literally Mental. looking at everything the way it is and it's just like yo this is this is really bad yeah. like this is yeah. really really bad you know and so many people they're either like wrapped in their own problems mm-hmm. to care or not that you, i mean not that you should but people are so wrapped up in their own whatever yeah to really kind of pay attention to that yeah it's it's cra- it's it's, it's it's scary but god it's like it's for my from what i'm seeing it's just a whole bunch of delusions mm-hmm. like everyone has their own little delusion like that they've created their own little world yeah. that they've created whether that was something born out of necessity to cope with covid and all the isolation that we've had to um to deal with or if that's something that's just always you know there are those people that have been like that their whole lives like they just kind of walk through life in their own little world that they created like you know like they're the center of their universe or whatever but it seems like now it's you see it a lot more like, like you see it often with people now like it's just like everyone's in their own world and it's more like uh, a bit of a selfishness or like i call it the false sense of entitlement mm-hmm. that people are getting now like it's like you know they don't think things are going to happen and they want the world to go back to what it was before covid and it was yeah. like well it wasn't that great before covid either but it just seems to be going yeah like, like downhill. really downhill yeah yeah, fast. yeah, yeah, yeah. very fast and I want to be like very specific here when I say like there's a lot going on. Um, it's not in a judgmental way yeah. or, you know, when I say seeing things for what they are, like it's not the way that I'm addressing them. It's not in in a way that's like, you know, I'm about to make fun of it or something like yeah. that. And nothing it's nothing like that at all. There's no, no malice behind this uh, topic of discussion. So I noticed on my way over here to, to come see you earlier, like. I was telling you that there's a bunch of dudes outside. Mm-hmm. And when I say a bunch, it was like one car. And then there's like 40 dudes yeah. just all, you know, cramped up. And it wasn't even just that. Like, it was like the rich people, you know, that go to all these like, you know, these little mm-hmm. gentrified shops and whatnot, like in, in restaurants or whatever. Even them, they just want something to like, something to feel like they're doing something. Yeah. But they're not really doing anything, you know, <laughs> like, like that we sort of thing. we went out that Saturday. After, when we went to that restaurant that saturday and it was like there were like six girls that look exactly like the, it was like the same person in different outfits <laughs> and i was telling you that and they were all dressed like as if it was 95 degrees out and it was what maybe barely 50 oh yeah, yeah we were sitting like, directly we were sitting directly <laughs> under this um it had this like roof window in the middle of the restaurant it was, mm-hmm. it was weird um and we were sitting right under it and then for whatever reason, because we got there when the restaurant had just kind of opened, and it's funny enough. Remember the 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 mailman who was who stopped in yeah. there to take a <laughs> to have a drink at twelve in the afternoon yeah. before delivering his mail. <laughs> Man, it's been a rough one. <laughs> Imagine well, if he was a regular there. Like that's how he gets that's how, through his day. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Yeah. How's <laughs> <laughs> it going? Yeah. like that like <laughs> what's around. the name from uh like what's the name from cheers yeah 
you know who no. i forget his name yeah but yeah just like the that. mailman yeah the mailman yeah yeah i mean that's another thing like with the topic there's a lot of people who are just kind of like drinking their how do you their their reality mm-hmm. they're just kind of like drowning their reality with drinks like and and what I, a lot of people if you really think what can you do like you have to find an outlet for something like or you're gonna go crazy you're gonna go crazy trying to i guess make it day to day like especially when we had to do the lockdown and covid and everything and everyone was just trying to figure out what do we do like how long is this gonna last is this gonna be the new norm where everyone's stuck in their house and you know your house is the new movie theater and your living room is you know it's all things like that but it's gotten to where okay I get it. You need an outlet. You need to drink. You need to whatever. But it's gone to another level now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not no longer, okay, I just need like a shot or a glass of wine to kind of get me through. It's now like people are so like they're wallpapered. Like they're completely like linked over like in the subway. How many times yeah. we were we were coming back that day? from that restaurant How oh many i didn't even we were, like, wait stumbling. i didn't even uh i was sorry i just realized that i didn't even finish the rest of that part mm-hmm. but basically we sat under that window and it was um it was freezing but yeah. these girls were sitting there like it was like 95 degrees <laughs> outside it was it was insane and you got the mailman he's there drinking a beer whatever because we were by the water too yeah. it was freezing it was and so people cold. just people just casually you know running and doing whatever have you and it's just like All everyone it's every yeah, yeah everyone like no matter what area of what neighborhood it is it's like everyone everywhere is looking for something but at the same time like there's a fear of like i don't want to yeah if this is for me and this little i don't want to say bubble but like if this here in front of me Mm -hmm. is whatever i'm okay with that that's fine or like you said like they you know it's like a complacency thing yeah like I mean, if that's what you have to look forward to in order to just to keep your sanity, like these small moments of of happiness, whatever that means to you, like even if it's only being able to see a foot ahead of you, Mm -hmm. that's that's your comfort zone. Then I guess it's okay. But at the same time, you need to be mindful because what is comfortable for you it can be easily taken away. Like, I guess, and I guess that's probably why they hang on to that, mm-hmm. that moment of happiness is because they're so afraid of having it ripped from them because of whatever circumstance, mm-hmm. like whether it's an actual thing, like, you know, COVID or if it's like something that they made up, like, well, you know, I can't be too happy because then the universe is going to try to take it away from me. And then yeah, yeah things yeah. like that, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, or however way they think. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, it's like we said it's just kind of downhill like maybe that's what what we all need we just need a moment like just a moment to get us through like maybe not individually as a people in general Mm -hmm. maybe we just kind of need a moment and whatever that might be i don't know yeah I i i agree on top of everything else that i've been seeing like as of lately but it was me coming to the realization like people just like i said people need something like yeah. people need the next thing for them to like and it's not everybody it's just like a, a big group of people mm-hmm. like i need the certain routine i need to know when this is i right. need to know when that and then you also have those like there's certain areas that i don't know if i should say specifically where but you know what i mean like uh there's a level of complacency that's just like it it kind of leaves you 
dumbfounded because it's like no matter how horrible the area has always been they are just like well you know okay and they just kind of try to make the best out of it where even when there is nothing left like like there's nothing left to make the best out of this out of the situation but they just don't know anything else Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to get from under the cloud so to speak so they just kind of like well this is my life and this is what yeah. yes yes yeah, this and, is my and, life and this is what it's going to be until the day i die like right yeah. and and that was what getting back to that because i feel like i'm all over the place but mm-hmm. that was what i noticed when i saw all those those guys out there i'm like yo like people just want it was like it was like looking at summer like everybody's just desperate for summer to yeah. get here and i'm just like yo man that's that's so it's just sad and I stopped talking about COVID like over mm-hmm. time, like mm-hmm. not because relaxed people, I'm vaccinated, right. okay? Like against, I didn't even want to do it. Let's just be real here. I didn't want to do it, but I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> I got it done. Just, just, let's just leave it at that. Right. But anyways, like I try to steer clear of that conversation because oh, yeah. it's just, like anything revol- revolving around that at all. It's, it's, just, it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, it, it, like that's the thing to talk about yeah. you know that's 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 the become the thing for everyone like but what i i realized about it was like there was a lot of people that went into covid one way and came out another mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. whether it's for the good or the bad mm-hmm. like however that that outcome was but i feel like that was our moment or maybe one of our moments that was kind of like hey everything's gonna get taken away mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to like accept it yeah it, yeah you have yeah. to accept it I overheard a conversation between these, um, I guess you would call it boomers. I guess you would, that's, that's what you would call them. These boomers. Um, and then the lady, she goes, yeah, how's your wife? And the guy's like, oh, she's dead. Like, it was just so matter of fact, like he's, well, she's dead. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, she died in January. She's gone. Damn, that is so, that is, yo, that's. Yeah. and, And again, these were like, they were. He said he was 70-something years That's old. That's not yeah. cool, you know? So like, it's just the way he sees, like, yeah. She's like, no. How could she? Wait, I, I just saw. He's like, yeah, she died in January. Like, she died. My brother died. He had COVID. He died in March. And then my, my cousin died. And then my daughter's in the hospital now with COVID. And then my, my man's. I don't know if he was jaded by the fact that he was around so much death. But he just seemed like it didn't even bother him. Like yeah, at the same just, time, yeah, yeah. Well, they're dead. Like, and he's it's just like, wow, buddy. Like yeah, and that's why I was like, I don't know if I should laugh at. I wanted yeah, to yeah. On laugh the surface, you laugh at it because it's just it just comes at you so fast. It's like whoa, this is a lot to process yeah. at once. I mean, if, if you think about it, that much death. What can you do? Like how? Mm-hmm. What? What is the best way to cope? But yeah, so he was just you know going on about it, and she was um. She was saying, you know what? Yeah, this whole COVID thing. And then, of course, they got into the whole discussion of they didn't believe COVID was real. He was hilarious, pretty much, like, the whole conversation. He was like, well, you know, we've lived through so much. Like, we're the survivors, and this we are the last generation of survivors who knew who know how to, like, make it through. He's like, we went through pneumonia and all these other diseases, and we came out fine on the other end. So if I get COVID which is not even real. Like that's how his, his whole mentality, it's not even real. So if I catch it, whatever. And then it kind of like said, it was like the, the perfect segue into let's list all our ailments. Like he went first and then she went. Oh man. Yeah. He was waiting. Yeah. He was waiting. Like yeah. the next person asked me, how, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, Chad? 
Oh. I know. That's exactly as been like, here we go. Let's run it down. Like the list. Right. It was almost like one of those drug commercials, like of side effects that he has. Of The side like, effects included. Yeah. He was like, I got diabetes and the doctor doesn't want me to take. He doesn't want me eating my grits. I'm going to eat my grits every day, all day. I don't give a damn. I'm 72 years old. You're not going to tell. Like he just really. And then, oh, he was 72. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was like. That that's, makes it even more like. Damn. Yeah. So he was going oh, on about boy. like I have diabetes and then they telling me I can't eat this, I can't do that, I have to do this. And he's like, I'm seventy two years old. I've been doing this, I've been eating this my whole life. I'm never gonna change that. I'm on my way out the door anyway. If I die, I die. And I was just like, Oh, this conversation got seriously morbid. Wow. Fast. So and then she was like, Yeah, these doctors have no idea what they're talking about. Like they just just because you have a medical degree doesn't mean you're smart or you know medicine. And he's like, I'm supposed to take my blood sugar. <laughs> I'm supposed to take my blood sugar this times a day. I don't. And they want me to take medication for my diabetes. I don't because I'm not a dummy. You're not going to sit here and just write me a prescription just because you get paid per per prescription. And she said the same thing. She was just like, yeah, I got so And she ran the list of things that were wrong with her. And it was just so long. And she's like, and they keep giving me these medications and they keep telling me to go to this doctor, but I'm not doing any of that. And it's like, well, this is what I'm talking about. There's a complacency and there's just, I don't know if it's. This is what's in front of me. Like, yeah, exactly. That's all I'm going to be fine with. I don't, I don't, I've accepted it for what it is and that's it. Just leave it, leave it like that. You know, So it was just, again, like I said, it was just, it was the most hilarious conversation to overhear. But at the same time, I just, it was very frustrating because there was like simple fixes and they just weren't going to cooperate. And their, their thing was, I'm too old. It, whatever happens to me happens to me because this world is like going downhill fast. Mm. So just let me die already. And then mm. th- that was kind of like sad. Like, you it's, know, it's yeah, like it's really, sad to, really sad to hear. hear. And it, it's, like i said it's just everywhere though like it's not like it doesn't feel like oh there's a certain place in the world that they're just having problems or like it's just like everywhere you go every person you see or hear them talk or driving by or whatever it is like working in a restaurant Mm -hmm. or in as a security guard or something or whatever it is like everybody is going through something you know like yeah yeah so there was this guy in my job and he still works there, but I was on break in one of the break rooms close to his office. So he comes in and then I don't know. I don't know if it's because I was staring out the window or I look zoned out or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but he decides to come over and talk to me about, oh, hey, you know, you should do this and this and that. So you could basically, basically he was trying to give me the sales pitch of like, if I followed the steps that he did to get to where he is, mm-hmm. then I'd be just like him. And a lot of people in this building that I work at, they do this. Like, they try to, like, you should be like us. And they're doing it now with us. Like, they're giving us papers, like, you should come work for the, for this building. It's like, we already work here, like, under a contract. Yeah. We really don't want to be here at yeah. the same time. It, it, it's like, we don't want to be like you people. And when I what I mean by that is, like, complacent and just, like, yeah, you know, the, the nine to five, that's me. Mm-hmm. The weekend, whoa. Monday, oh, great. You know, like, it's that sort of thing. So he was just telling me all this stuff about, you know, when you get to my age, 
your pension, your pension, your pension. I'm like, I'm sure that's very important, right? Mm-hmm. So I just sat there and, and I let this guy talk. I just let him talk. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was like, if there was one thing you could do, you could wake up and do every day, what would it be? And he just was like stuck. Mm. He was stuck. But then he goes, what do you mean this? Like this right now? I was like, no. What If there was one thing, one thing, what is one thing you've always wanted to do? And he just kept going into like how he just been traveling and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay. He clearly doesn't know how to answer this yeah. question. That's, 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 that's crazy. Yeah. So then we get back on it and his focus gets back into <laughs> the question. And he's like, well, I wanted to be a filmmaker, but oh. yeah, I was like, that was pretty cool. And he's traveled. He told me all the places he traveled. He's, he's been around, you know, and he, um, one of the other sales pitches was like, oh, I ride my bike to work every day and I ride from Manhattan to the job. And it's like, well, okay <laughs> yeah like that's new york what do you right. what do you want to pat on the back for that but anyways he says he wanted to be a filmmaker but he was like oh I, you know that's not going to do you any good like i it's something he's like you can't he said you can't always follow your dreams because it's not going to you know get you anywhere and i was like really i was like do you do you really believe that he said yeah he's like yeah 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 you know so that's why you know i, I, I do this because i'm working to make my money work for me and blah 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 and to do he said he never yeah. even tried to do it he just knows that he can't do it it's like okay he's saying like you know well there's no point because there's nothing in it this is where you know i can live off this pension but we're at a point where everything is through a perspective of someone else whether it's a podcast a like really short video on your iphone mm-hmm. everything is like everyone's TikTok. become tiktok exactly and reels on instagram reels on instagram and i don't know like, what's on facebook but you know I don't know if you have it. I definitely don't. But um, I, I know some people yeah. are still floating around that thing. Facebook is overdone and dry. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. been like completely so, thrown out the window. Yeah, Who's to say like he would have done great now if he could have get out of that complacency mm-hmm. and said, you know what? I could use this money that I'm earning at this job that's not really where I want to be mm-hmm. and try to figure out how I can do filmmaking behind the scenes like right like as a hobby independent films right yeah, exactly yeah. anything anything but, and he just completely just nope yeah i can't do that i can't I'm like okay there's a okay. level of brainwashing in there too yeah it, it definitely feels to, like that. yeah 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 i feel like it's all around me at work it, it's just everyone's trying to get someone else to listen to their whatever yeah you know or or be in somebody's business or something like that and i don't know it, it it's just strange i always find it like it's one of those one of those moments where people who want to give you the what they consider the most vital advice you could ever like if there it was ever a stranger to give you advice i'm the one that you should listen to Mm -hmm. but then their life is like not even they can't even tell you what they've done with their life they can't even tell you where they see their life going but they want you to take their advice and it's never really from what I've seen, it's not like the greatest mapped out advice, if that makes any sense. Like, it's not like, okay, so. Not does. I'm a, I'm a precautionary tale because I did this, that, and the third, and this is why you should listen to me. And then you listen to their story, and you're like, oh, that, you know what? You're right. I should take heed. To, but it's always the people that are like, yeah, look at me. I'm like 45, still trying to become a DJ 
<laughs> like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm still I'm putting out like, my mixtape. Like yeah, that. they're completely yeah. fragile. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, mm, like I had a guy at the bus tell me one time that he was like, I know all about the law. I know about workman's comp and all this because I work in construction. You know, they gave us training about what happens if you you're you get involved in an accident on the job. And he's like, and we go through so many courses. I, I know the legal system like the back of my hand. And if you ever get in an accident, no matter where it is, drag that, that accident out for five years maximum so you can get the most, ben- like the most out of the settlement. The insurance company wants to settle, even if it's for like half a million dollars, drag that out for five more years. And I promise you, you'll get 150 million instead. And I was just like, all right, buddy. Right. I'm like, I should listen to you because what? Because last time I checked, you're taking the bus just like me. (laughs) So I hate to be that guy, but no, I'm not. Wow. He's going through something. Yeah. I was like, get on the bus, dude, and go wherever you were going because you look like you really was holding that bit and you wanted to just say it to like, like you were probably going through something personal yourself. Yeah. As far as like workman's comp and insurance was concerned, Mm -hmm. you just really wanted to tell somebody like how you got screwed over or whatever. Like, I don't know. I I noticed that at my job too, like a lot of everyone does this to us. Like they're just waiting for that, like, hello, how's it going? That's why Mm -hmm. I I usually try to stay quiet, but people are waiting for that. Hey, how's it going? Like, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody kind of needs someone to listen to them yeah. in some way you know like th- there's always that feeling of like damn i have a lot to say but like can somebody just ask me you know like ask about it but i don't know it's a it's a communication thing as yeah. well but like people do that all the time you just say, hello you know good morning or whatever happens and then they just <gasps> and then yeah just like oh my goodness wait a minute like wait hold on hold on you just go you can go take care of your business and then that's it like yeah. i'm not you know, I'm I'm sorry. You know, you're going through that, but I, I didn't come here to make friends. Yeah, you know, you kind of got to do that thing where you take us yeah. like you start taking slow steps backward yeah. and like sliding away from the conversation. Yeah, I think that's like the least rude way to do it. But I don't know. I, um, but it is, it's everyone. It's yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's so many things. Like it's so many, and, and I always I. And we've had this discussion, this conversation, too, where I was like, you know, why is it every time I'm outside, the crazies come out, too? And then you made, you had, like, the perfect point. Well, it's not that the crazies are out. It's just that you're more observant of what is going on mm-hmm. when you're, you know, outside the outside your house. And it's true. Like, this is... I the, <laughs> the amount of things I see where it's like, especially if I'm by myself and I'm, I'm traveling by myself, and I always say that, like, I can't be the only one that sees this. Like, this has to be a some type of joke. Like, this is a joke someone's playing. Am I being punked? Like, that type of thing. Because yeah, it's always... Yeah. Like, how could anyone else not see the, uh, the insanity are, that's going on? Yeah, like, things spiraling out right. of control at a rapid rate. Yeah. Like, like I was telling you about that guy who was trying to get change for a ten dollar bill out of the atm like that was just and it just and the crazy part was i was watching him because i was just alert and i was just like this guy does doesn't look like he's wrapped too tight anyway 
especially when you're trying to put $10 in an ATM to get $5 and change mm-hmm. back. But I just also noticed no one else was paying attention to him. Like everyone. Everyone's in their own yeah, like, la la land. Even yeah. the people that work there, no one was no looking. No one cares. Yeah, like, no one cares. And I was like, if if there were any, if there was anyone in that situation that needed to be observant it's the people who work there yeah like to make sure that this guy wasn't going to do anything crazy Mm -hmm. but even the workers were just like whatever and you know that's kind of i don't know how to say you don't you don't i don't know really know what to think about like i don't know i I don't want to keep saying oh that's sad oh that's sad. oh wow that's really but it's at the same time it's like that's um wow yeah that's rough yeah there we go that's that's, rough that is rough wow yeah there was an incident uh anybody you could look this up it's the the l train on laura laura mystery l-o-r-i-m-e-r um so i was i was on that train on the l train a woman got struck but i'll get to that in a second so I'm on I'm on the first train card. I saw this guy. Let's call him Ivan. Like I felt, you know, like when you're kind of in a car and you feel yourself yeah, run over something. Like mm-hmm. it felt like that. It really felt like that. And the train just came to it like a halt completely. Like they hit some, the conductor hit the emergency brakes. Um, so Ivan is holding his head and I'm thinking I'm like this guy here. He done got his head clipped. Mm-hmm. By the train going by, and now he's standing there looking, you know. Mm-hmm. So he turns and just leaves. And I'm like, we're all stuck on this train, and, <laughs> and Ivan, you dead, just left. So, like, they're going to be looking for you. You right. stopped the whole train. But that wasn't the case. Like, they said that a woman had jumped off mm-hmm. and into the tracks or whatever, and that's what caused the conductor to hit the emergency brakes um, real quick. And the thing about it was I put two and two together, and the reason why Ivan was holding his head, it wasn't because um, he got his head clipped in the train. He must have saw the woman jump and his mm-hmm. first reaction was like, oh, my God, you know? Yeah. That's what I took from it. I'm like, oh, that explains. And then you just to see that and then you, like you just I would leave. I would have left the train station, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this was what, like last month or something like this. It was a few weeks back. I know yeah. that. But um, it was a Friday night um but that was very scary that was very scary i was just like yo here's how the 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 annoying part of it like after the police came in and the firemen and everybody they just like listen if you don't work in this station you gotta go and it it was getting a little bit chaotic because everyone had to come out through the first train cart all the other train cars got shut down oh so everyone had to come to the front like all the way to the first train cart and the platform and people just standing there trying to people recording there was a lady oh my god there was a lady she was like oh i hate to do this but like you know it's so sad and she like was doing it in a selfie way she was doing it in a selfie way but kind of like trying to show the crowd behind her oh my god get a life (laughs) go home like i mean we're all trying to go home but like call a cab you know yeah so we we left and it was just really chaotic that night for sure and yesterday when i was coming home from work mm-hmm. yeah yesterday i was coming home from work and this guy's laying 
right at the edge of the platform. He's just ready. Oh, like, and the train was coming in one minute, and he's just he's just and people are like yo, like yo, can yeah. you? Yeah, you know yeah. New Yorkers are. It's like, like yo, can you come on? I'm trying to get home. Right. It's more so that than it is. No, no. Let me not even jump to that conclusion. Right. I know half of it is that like yo, I'm trying to get home, but um no one wants to see that like, no one wants to see that yeah like we're tied there's so much yeah. death going on like i think everyone's just like yo okay enough like, right right we've we've been hearing things about people dropping left and right for 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 many reasons oh my god like damn we like can we get a break now yeah can we can we, can we get a break now that sort of thing but um yeah so i didn't notice that he was laying that close to the platform until i was going to um I was like leans to the side to look down the um the tunnel to see if the train was coming. Right. And I see this guy's legs right there and I and I went right straight back to him cuz I didn't see him when I when I mm-hmm. walked by. Well, I mean when I came down the steps I didn't see him, but he was right by the steps. So I zoomed over there like super quick cuz I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. like people everybody just standing there and I'm like, "No, yeah. I was going to grab this guy and pull him, but this guy this one guy looked like a tourist. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it was nice of him. It was a tourist guy and then another guy. Some young dude. He was a young dude. He basically, like, they both pulled him up and they moved him to the side. And the, sec- the security guards in the station, they helped remove the guy. So everyone was just kind of like, ooh, like, n- good. Like, nothing, not not to say, like, good, but it was just a feeling of, like, relief. Yeah. That nothing happened. Yeah. Like, finally, you know, because the, the, the thing that happened with the brooklyn um the brooklyn shooting the shooting on the train like that i was telling you i I was texting you about it like on my way home from that um it just really felt like that was the first and only time i think i've ever felt like everybody was just there was like people were scared Mm -hmm. people were kind of like there was no one was standing next to anybody like yeah in the seats like there was always a gap between everybody like no one Everyone was just kind of like very weary of the next mm-hmm. person, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, and it it's just been like think, that since yeah. then. Yeah, it's been like yeah. that since then. It's just like um, everyone's kind of like, oh my gosh, like things are getting like out of hand. Yeah. And I keep hearing about the Citizen app too, because uh, my coworkers oh, they talk about it all the yeah. time. One of the boys have that downloaded in their phone. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, it is definitely and wild. And he's always like, because you know he doesn't live here doesn't live with me so he's constantly mm-hmm. he like hey mom like are you okay such and such i just got a, uh, an alert on the citizen app saying that something happened in your neighborhood i want to make sure you're okay oh, and i'm all, and i'm like well first i didn't even know <laughs> like i didn't even know anything was going on i'm just you know i'm in my house and, and as long as i know and, and I, I know people are safe within the house I'm okay with that. Like yeah, whatever yeah. goes on outside has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Do not associate, like make, put me in that category with them. But you know, that citizen app, I don't, that, that has to also add a level of paranoia, like knowing Absolutely. that that's going to be, your alert, your phone is going to be going on. People off. are looking to see what's, where, where's the next right. like yeah. catastrophe or something like that. It doesn't. Like, where's the next bad news? Like you It know? can either make you incredibly paranoid Mm-hmm. Or it can make you so so numb. That I think that's right. That's what a lot of it has become. Like I think it's just a numbness to yeah. it. It's just like yo, like you become so numb to mm-hmm. 
to what you've already witnessed, what you already know, that the next big catastrophe doesn't even phase you anymore. It's just like, yeah. that's baby. Like that's that's like a B-rated horror movie. Like yeah, it's not even. That's why people are so like, yeah. well, I survived this. I yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. Barely. And it makes you like you think about, especially. Well, when, not barely, but. Yeah, when you were telling me about that lady that jumped in front of the train, like that was. And I was I had like so many questions for you through text. I was like, I don't know which one to ask first. Like, but it also gives you well, for me, I always think like, what was your story that led up to that moment? Like what happened? Was it the collectiveness, the collective chaos right now? Or it was it a moment in your life where it just took you over the edge? Yeah, like and this no is, pun this intended. Is like, like this is it. Yeah. Um, like I can't do it no more. Yeah, kind of I always yeah. you don't like you, and it's like you don't want to know the story because it's like it's sad and mm-hmm. it's it could it's, it can be tragic. Be yeah. yeah, tragic. Yeah. But what specifically put you at that moment where you just felt like I can't do this anymore? I can't mm-hmm. do it. And they always and I don't want to like I don't want to sound negative, but they always say like, well, when you get to that point where you feel like you know you want to do something, reach out to someone, but. There's not always someone there to talk to. Mm-hmm. There's not always someone, even these professionals, like they act like they don't care. They honestly act yeah, like they, they don't yeah, care. Like, yeah. why are you in my face? Yeah, yeah, I get paid yeah. to do this, but that doesn't mean I want to hear your story. Like, go tell somebody who actually cares. Like, that's yeah. the vibe they give. Yeah. Like, go tell someone who actually cares because even though I was trained to do this, I get paid to do this. I don't honestly care. And I want you to know I don't care. So it's like, you know, it's no wonder. Like, it's no wonder people feel a sense there's a loneliness. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a difference between those who are genuinely lonely because they don't have anyone to talk to and those who are attention seekers. And we have those, like the ones like that lady on the train. Oh, look at this, guys. Like, look, somebody got hit by a train, but, you know, look at me. Like that, those people, like mm-hmm. those, come on out. Oh, it, it got even worse when I left the station because every, like people walking by, they weren't even in the train station. They're just walking by because they saw lights and whatever. And mm-hmm. they're just all trying to record. And I'm like, man yeah what is going on like they would like the the garbage man was trying to do like a a u-turn mm-hmm. and he ended up crashing crashing into somebody else's vehicle wow like, i'm like what is happening there's so much going on right now and then you got all the people that live around Lorimer street mm-hmm. and you know you know what I, those people that like those are the people that come to new york thinking like yeah i'm gonna be big mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. gonna be big i'm gonna make it yeah these are the people Monday through Thursday is a drag. Friday is like, woohoo, you know, yeah. like the weekend. <laughs> and then it's like, oh my God, Mondays. Like, who hate, we all hate the Mondays. Yeah. Like, you know, they're those people. And I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. It's just, there's so much, there's so much nonsense I've heard people say as yeah. like, because, you know, people, that's another thing that they do too down there. It's like they, they, they walk around and they just spit random things about themselves mm-hmm. or like when they're talking to a friend they're like talking a bit too loud because they want someone else to it it's it's, it's the, the it's obnoxious the people, sometimes it's obnoxious there yeah. you go and then there's the people that are um i'm just this kind of person mm-hmm. like 
why don't you just leave me alone? I've been through enough kind yeah. of thing. And then they just like wish the worst on other people kind of thing. I don't know. It's, it's just no, strange. It. Like I've, yeah, for me, and we, we've had this conversation so many times and you, you get on me a lot about this. <laughs> you get on me a lot about this. And I always say, you know, um, in the words of the great Dr. Cox, people are bastard coded bastards with bastard filling and like i felt like that for so and i think i still do like in a way i still do but and you always got on me about that like no 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 let's rethink that for a second let's not go that route and it's just like well there are instances in a person's entire lifespan where you just can't get a break like you just you just run into one one What's the word I'm looking for without having to curse? You just you just run into one a hole after another, and yeah. you just feel or like obstacle, right? I, yeah, I one obstacle yeah. after another. You just feel like, come on, like can I just can I just get one break, like just one? Yeah. Like I'm not asking for all like every day, every other, every week. Every, I just want one, and then you get to a point where, how does that not kind of? morph you into this person that doesn't want to be around people like Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to be bothered without becoming like a recluse or whatever but there are circumstances there are you know there are people out there who will genuinely make you feel like just you just don't want to be around like you just cannot you cannot deal with what you're going through and their stuff too like you just can't do it yeah The whole theme, I'm seeing a lot of this too, the whole theme of, yeah, that's my family, but God, I can't be around them. Like, I can't do it because it's just, it takes out, it takes so much out of me. If that's family, if that's just people or a person that you run into in the street, you know that, you know what I'm talking about. Like, they just, oh, they just take so much, they just take it out of you. And and how do you, if you have to deal with that, every day for the rest of your life of course you're going to become something you don't even recognize yourself or don't even want to be yeah, yeah. A shell of yourself yeah, yeah. you become yeah. this shell like literally of a, a shell of, like, I, like you're just like that guy that 72 year old said i'm just here to to finish out my time and then i'm die. once yeah. i die i die like i don't even care anymore how do you be how do you enjoy what time you have left when you don't even feel like you're living because you can't get a moment to like you don't have the moment to live like yeah yeah so it's you know who who honestly truly if you ever asked them from the time they were a child up until they were on their deathbed did you enjoy being a shell of a person no like just circumstances like i don't know and i think that's the fascination with being in front of a camera or being in front of you know your phone or whatever Mm -hmm. recording yourself constantly is putting your story out there and say okay well if that's your your therapy then you know cool yeah no (laughs) no like with you you and your pod with the podcast that you created it's like wow i've you know i've listened to a few of them and it's like oh wow you really have a voice like that was the thing like (laughs) Well, you have a lot to say. Um, yeah. And a lot of it, it's it's things that even me being your sister, like I was like, wait a second. Uh, where was I for that? Like, 
where was I? How did I not know? Like, I didn't want to feel like, like the horrible, like, oh my God, I didn't even know this about my own, my own bro. Like, but now it's like, oh, okay. Well, like you said, we've always had this instance where we kind of cross paths at what seems to always be like the right moments. Like it wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't something we set up. It wasn't something we expected, but it was exactly at the right moments. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like your podcast, this is, this is, it's something that I, I really, 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 really want you to keep doing because you have to, like, Like you have to keep doing, you have to, you have to keep doing it. Like I want no to. pressure, you know, no pressure. No, but. no, no, it's not. <laughs> and and I, I really appreciate it. Um, this is why I feel, I'm like, yo, I have to come back to this. Mm-hmm. Like I have to come. I feel like there's so much happening around me and I feel like I'm being pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. It's just like, I need to take some time Yeah. in the middle of all this to actually vent my frustrations and and opinions and and thoughts and things like that like yeah and that's what i mean like you're such a cool-headed person in a way like like you're like you're such a like and then to hear all these things that you you think and and you go through it's like wait you no way no like but you're you know you seem to have this like easygoing vibe like how could this ever have happened to you like how could this be something that you know that is a thing that you need to talk about like that's what i'm saying you have to keep doing this because growing up it's like you always were the what seemed to be the quiet one <laughs> i know the quiet one out, me, of yo, the, and out of the siblings you were the quiet one i know and but everyone knows like if you know me personally if we've ever um hung out you know like if i'm comfortable with you like mm-hmm. if i don't know you if i just not comfortable i'm not gonna say anything yeah. i'll be dead quiet and like oh, what's wrong with that guy like no i'm no nah. but like once i get comfortable it's just like yo this guy does not stop talking <laughs> like <laughs> geez no but um, it's it's you know i want you it this is i love doing it i yeah, really exactly. do i and I, I have no shame in that that's what like that's why i asked the guy i'm like I don't know. It, like I said, it's just that building. They're just all in this mindset of just like, well, this is it for me. I noticed that and I need to step out of this. What's going on and speak on things. I mean, and at least you have that insight. You have that, have, yeah. That's the word I'm trying to find. My on my. This is my outlet. It's a um, realization you've come up. You've come to on your own instead of it being too late. Yeah. Like. You can be that guy's age at that works in your building, that guy's mm-hmm. age, and then that's when it hits you like, oh, wait, I could have did something else in my life. But you know what? It is what it is. Let's keep going. Like, yeah. yeah. But I, I I knew I had to come back to this. I'm just like, I oh, I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait. It's, it's like that feeling of, um, and I knew, but it's like that feeling of something's, like tapping on the door kind of thing like you kind of have your back turned yeah and it's like what something's getting my like trying to get my attention and it's just always been this like every day like every other minute of the day i'm thinking about this like I, i've been thinking about this and i was like I'm, okay it, it's time to get back into this because yeah. i feel like the biggest lesson i learned from all of season one was like i don't want to cram 
so much stuff in one i don't know i don't i don't want to feel like i've held on to too much yeah kind of thing like that sort of thing and i, I feel like that's every episode reflected that in some way or another like um and even with the the guests too like they you know had their their um their things too yeah oh yeah, yeah you're amazing I just, guest <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing guest yeah i gotta i gotta tell i gotta tell jody that you um it's like my sister's really really uh Wait, really I'm big dying, fan of yours dying she's, to like, she's dying her. she's dying to meet you like we do a quick little <laughs> little face chat like we gotta do something like i gotta we don't have to do meet you know live <laughs> like <laughs> But I would definitely like to put a face to the to the the personality to the woman. Yeah, yeah, she was amazing. Like, shout oh, out to there Jody. You go. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> shout Jody. Shout out to Jody. <laughs> we on the other side of the family have are kind of all over the place. Like our thoughts is just all over, like all over the place. Just like real ADHD in a way. Oh boy. Like, like oh we gotta boy. have to talk about everything we gotta do we gotta talk about everything multitask while we're doing it mm-hmm. and it's like urgent and on top of it so oh, i don't mean to sound cliche like who like the typical sister like you've blossomed into such a a, a mature like i don't want to do but it's nope. it's kind of true like you're thank you coming within yourself like you're coming into who you are and it's a little creepy because you're not like <laughs> creepy in a funny way creepy because it's like that's not like any of us like in the family like you're the the cool-headed one you are the um the laid-back chill the cool one of the family <laughs> like when did we what i don't know how i'll I, take it listen you could call yeah. me cool listen that you're is one cool i'll one. take it yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take it and i am the hot-headed <laughs> the hot-headed foul mouth like everyone says it's like her mouth is just so wow she just acts like she doesn't care mm, oh i'm holding back for the sake of this podcast i'm yeah. holding back a lot but you know and for you it's just if this is this is what keeps you who you are if this podcast keeps you who you are let's just keep going let's keep going Let's Absolutely. see what else we can do. Let's see what else you can do with it. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, I have I have some some more ideas. There's yeah. no rush. There's no rush yeah, to no. do. That's another lesson from mm-hmm. season one. Was like, don't rush. Like I was I was so at one point I was just like I got to do this at this time at this time and this time and time has never worked for me. Always so I just learned, yeah, so I just kind of learned like, oh, you know, like things are gonna get like that's just life. Like things are gonna get thrown at you from random directions and. And and you, you just just stay focused. Um, I'm losing the thought, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you just want to stay focused, and um, you just accept it for what it is, but not sit in there and just like, well, that's the end of it all. Okay. Yeah. But you just kind of like, all right, that's this is that. I got to deal with it as I go. Okay, you know, whatever. I'll deal with it gradually, but you know, I kind of learned like yo just don't you don't got to rush anything like when it becomes less organic and yeah yeah inorganic i guess that's the word but it it becomes the love for it wouldn't be it would not be there if it's like rushed it becomes more of a 
nine to five instead of yeah. something that you love to do like it's not even a hobby anymore it's not even like uh what's the word i'm looking for it's not therapeutic anymore it's more of a pressure yeah an added pressure mm-hmm. that you just don't don't want like you don't want something that makes you happy to become something that makes you miserable yeah yeah so this is your this is your 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 baby this is your it is it really is yeah and i can't believe it's been a year yeah this is your this is your thing and definitely 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 make sure no one no one tries to take it from you or tries to force you to make it into something they want it to be yeah yeah that's not that wouldn't be cool because it's not then it wouldn't be unique to you like it's it wouldn't be yours it'd be what's the phrase belonging to the world like and that's mm-hmm. that's that's something where it there's just, enough that belongs yeah, to the world exactly. like let me yeah. let i'll share this like you you can you can have this but like don't try to get me to do it how exactly. you want it to be done right you know, like just accept it for what it is and you like what you like you don't yeah like, like what you don't like that's that's fine you, you want to put out a podcast every week that's what you can do oh i'm not that's doing that. cool I'm not, I, and i want right. i want to make this very clear i'm not ever putting out i don't know what the circumstances would be but honestly real more realistically than honestly like i do not see myself even if i was doing this every day for a living like i mm-hmm. don't want to i feel like that's a burnout like yeah. i want to take time to enjoy being around family and friends and and i want to enjoy like just little you know just walk somewhere or just running errands or whatever have you right. or, or my my solitude and, and and peace you know like i want to enjoy that i don't want to feel like oh God, okay this week it's this like mm-hmm. all right and then the mm-hmm. next week it's you know it's, it becomes a bit of a longer nine to five at that yeah, point yeah. but like it consumes your life eventually yeah Yeah. so you know at most i think you guys get a it's usually been like this um i think i only did two episodes in one month one time but every episode is just like one a month kind of thing i don't maybe you'll get two at most at the most but i'm not trying to like i want to i want to live life still like i still i still want i don't want to feel like um with me already feeling like I'm being pulled in so many different mm-hmm. directions, I don't want to feel as if I'm being forced. That's yeah. another. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be forced to do it, to be told or to be pressured into doing anything. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to do that to me. Yeah. It's all about what makes you comfortable, yeah, and not yeah. not okay. Well, everybody else is like you know being that that person well, what's everyone else gonna yeah think? exactly like, like yeah. what are they gonna think like well what everybody else who's doing podcasts are doing like this and they're okay great mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. doing it because that's what they want to do yeah or that's what they feel people want them to do like it's it's it can go either way but for yeah. you personally i would write i would just stick to what is you, what feels like you what feels genuine to you like and who cares about yo you gotta add an angle like you gotta have who cares it doesn't it's not that serious it's It's not not. that serious like Like, come on like me like me and you've had this discussion don't owe you anything like we mm -hmm. don't owe you a video or a podcast every week like yeah how you know once you start to feel like you owe people something that's when it just feels like again Mm -hmm. you're a shell of a person like you're obligated to do 
this that and the third you start to feel empty like you just mm-hmm. wither what was you is gone it just withers until there's nothing left and then you just get used to people just taking 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 from you like just yeah. taking whatever little bit they could or can or you know it just they take and even when there's nothing left oh they're gonna keep trying like and that's not something that i want mm-hmm. for you and i you know this podcast thank you. it's thank you this podcast it is your your creations i looked at it that way for a period of time but the more i kind of the more i um i thought about it it's like well it's not just me and this is why i've always i've always wanted it to be like that sort of thing where it's like it, it's it's an interview but it's more of like it's it's a conversation type mm-hmm. of thing like i want to speak with certain people about certain things right. because um i feel like i don't want to say come to an agreement right because like, no. you don't want to it's not like a persuasion thing but it's just conversation like a, only works when there's two people who can you know yeah go back and forth whether you agree to disagree or not like yeah yeah we could kind of we could kind of see it for what it is mm-hmm. sort of thing like we are we have we may have our different opinions but we can come together and look at it for what it is that sort of thing it was is is more of a we thing now mm-hmm. i look at it as more of a we thing like the people that have listened to this in places i've never been that that too yeah that's you know? amazing like that's yeah. i'm like what uh that's crazy something that i'm a part of has reached that far that's mm-hmm. that's insane yeah um which first yeah, adds but, to your coolness <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but yeah, yeah you know it, it's um it's a it's more of a we thing than it is like a, i've created this mm-hmm. nah because i i yeah i no, guess this is yeah. something for me to admit I, I mean i i guess so but like every episode was me i needed I felt like I needed someone more so to kind of talk to, yeah. but indirectly, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it was just like, I got to say, I got to get what I needed to say off my chest about those specific mm-hmm. things. But like, it felt very therapeutic. It didn't feel as if like, yeah, we were arguing or just like, kind of like, man, this is, oh my God. Those what conversations like our times went, are just wasted. Like, yeah. yeah. Those conversations could have went so wrong. Yeah. In so many different directions. If you had the wrong people mm-hmm. there for those topics, like, could yeah. you imagine, like, yeah. how that could have gone? Oh like, yeah, there, there, there. <laughs> listen, I'm, and I'm not. I don't judge anyone. I, I really don't. Um, a lot of episodes, um, I've been nervous. You know, mm-hmm. no, I, honestly, literally every episode, I'm nervous. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like, I'm just like, <sighs> okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then once I get really like into the groove of it It, and then it just flows naturally it's just like you see it's been like what almost two hours already you didn't even notice like that sort of thing right uh yeah like time just flies okay so i was thinking of doing workplace aggravations because i had oh that's a good one yeah i know (laughs) i i I had a few Mm, of them but they were yeah they were all kind of like bunched up into one yeah they were all kind of bunching up into one ball of like frustration so i was just like eh. yeah i don't want to do that for this first episode mm-hmm. i feel like this is the return 
you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to point too far into the negative direction. Like I feel like I've acknowledged like there, there are bad things yeah. as, as well as there are good things, but like, that's it. I don't want to, you know, be too negative on anything. Oh, we can go off hours with that one. Um, <laughs> the negativity. Yeah. But, yeah. um, actually, and this one, I, I know this is going to shock you, but I was actually wondering instead of doing workplace aggravations, like if you could tell me a bit about dad. Oh yeah. 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 I wouldn't mind. I th- I think, and it's, it sounds unfair. Like, I think out of all three of us, I spent the most time with him. And not not only with in our childhood, but as an adult, too. I spent a few days with him up until his passing. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. Like, I, from what I can remember, mm. he was always, he was the fun parent for sure. Like, he really was, every two weeks was like... Like, we were so excited. Like, yeah. when we knew he came home late for work, we knew he was going to come home with something fun for us to uh-huh. do for the weekend. Like, whether that was going to be a movie weekend or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so many, like, so many... We'll definitely get into that. Yeah, I will... Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. That'd be fun. I mean, we're already in it. Oh, can we? Yeah, yeah I guess. we're already oh, in it. Oh, like. all right. I mean, yeah, like, he would... Yeah, he would, like, every two weeks he would get paid and then, like... He would either, it was either going to be like a takeout night. We were going to have like either pizza. That was a big thing, like pizza or Chinese food um, or KFC. Mm. And we were going to just kind of like chill for the rest of the, that, that Friday night. And then Saturday mornings, he would um he would leave to go to work early in the morning. And then he would be back in time for lunch around noon to watch uh, wrestling. Cause you know, he had to see his man, macho man and, and Hulk Hogan. Like he had to do it. Like he was, he would make sure he was home to watch WWE, like dub, sorry, WWF at the time. Um, so yeah. So like Fridays were either like every other Friday was either going to be a takeout night. And then we just like, we got to stay up late and play without, you know, them telling us to calm down and settle down and things like that. Um, or he would do a movie night every two every other week um where he would rent three because you know we got three days friday saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. to watch these movies so friday um and he always had it was always certain actors like we did not deter from that list of actors it was jean claude van damme chuck norris steven seagal steven seagal pierce brosnan um (laughs) pierce brosnan yeah um oh arnold schwarzenegger of course and who else was it who was a good who was one of those big time actors Mm, Um, wesley snipes no 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 we did a way we did uh one day (laughs) he did rent that movie um wesley snipes movie um white man can't jump there Mm, we go and he rented it one day and he (laughs) it i kid you not like 10 minutes he was like like he started cursing so bad and he turned it off so quick because he was like like if i could say that his exact words was hilarious and it's not that bad of a movie though yeah. no but he i it guess just it just wasn't bored him like, no he just did not expect it to be that like yeah <laughs> like he, he didn't think it was gonna be that i think he might have thought because you know there's a language barrier 
in his mind it might have been a comedy white man can't jump like yeah like okay something to laugh at right and then 10 minutes he was just like what the and then like ripped the tape (laughs) out the vcr so you know it was that and but it was always like it was always those actors especially the amount of jean-claude van damme movies we watched as a kid like yeah those i remember yeah like it was always it was always in action and if he couldn't if he couldn't get because we we'd unseen it like all the, the those particular actors movies oh clint eastwood that was another one yeah, oh, okay. clint eastwood yeah because yeah, he's a cowboy yeah he's, he's the bad boy like, and yeah. i remember the first time um the realization that you know i was gonna be some type of like i guess you would call emo metalhead i don't know was um Clint Eastwood the movie I can't even remember the movie now like I've seen it too um oh Deadpool there we go mm-hmm. um the Deadpool or I think it's called Deadpool or the Deadpool I can't remember and it was the scene where I believe it was Jim Carrey yeah he was supposed to be recording this video on set and uh, Welcome to the Jungle Guns N' Roses is playing in the background he was supposed to be singing like lip syncing and they were going to like shoot this video around him. And then he accidentally like he overdosed in his trailer, but then it was just, like this crazy movie. And I remember that that scene was so traumatizing as a kid, but I never forgot that song. Like the welcome to the jungle song. Like, oh boy. I was just like, I don't know where this song is, who, who was by until I was an adult. And then I was like, Holy crap. That's the song oh, that terrified me. It's, and yeah. I'm very, I'm very glad that you mentioned welcome to the jungle because listen (laughs) let's just say fergie and that song we'll get into that another another day yeah we'll get into that i'll get into that with someone else i know exactly who to talk to about that one not in like completely but man is that's one of the the funniest moments of of all time womp womp it was hilarious <laughs> and the kids in the front row were traumatized like and it's that song but you know yeah getting back to getting back yeah. to, to okay to what you were so saying. yeah so it was always that and whenever dad couldn't um because we'd unrented out every movie that the video place had for those actors and we didn't seen it already he would either get um some type of action movie in spanish or in like a martial arts kung fu movie like one of those oh, fighting yeah. ones yeah oh yeah so it was either you know it was always that i can't really tell you like you would think family movie night like there's gotta be at least one family movie for the children one no 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 we were watching bones cracking <laughs> exactly bones cracking like uh, someone getting, getting roundhouse kicked to the <laughs> well i guess i i guess i see where my right. my love for for anime and, and martial arts kind of comes from right so because i know. like i just like get, you can give me a story that doesn't insult my intelligence but like don't do not give me bad fighting like oh, i yeah. won't <laughs> like choreograph that, steven seagal that's one BS. thing you, oh, <laughs> oh man Ooh, that movie i'm mean, that guy in his movies oh my that's, goodness uh, Wow. Hard pill to swallow him, him in his very films. Hard. But yeah. Um Yeah, that was always like that was our thing. Like he he was the the fun the fun parent. Like there was one Christmas I remember. Um 
and you know that was kind of like a weird thing to celebrate because he had his religion and mom had hers and they clashed like they clashed all the time as far as what was acceptable Mm -hmm. religion to pass on to us and in his religion it was like the girls had to dress a certain way and it wasn't like it wasn't like nothing crazy like he just wanted us to always you know us being the girls um to you know the long skirts to the ankle and oh those yeah like long skirts our hair always had to be in pigtails braid two braids on the side not cornrows like not french braids just two pigtails with bows at the ends on the side you know wow um and you know just really modest in a way like he just wanted us to look modest and that kind of clash with what mom wanted and um the holidays you know again because of her religion that was a no like there was no celebrated holidays including birthdays and he did not accept it like that was not something he was gonna go with and when you were like three i believe no no i think you were like turning two or I don't know, like one, two years old, maybe. Um, like we knew your birthday was coming up and we were like, oh, we're going to have a party. And it just wasn't something that was going, that it looked like it wasn't going to happen. And then dad kind of pulled birthday out of the hat. Like like he, his family came from Puerto Rico, which was like really, like we were all shocked. Like his family came from Puerto Rico and um, we got to meet the cousins again and uncles and aunts and dad went with his brother his uh, one of his brothers and bought a whole bunch of like balloons and a birthday cake and it was like this super last minute party that was so much fun like it was just so fun and like that was just the thing he like he just did the fun things and like like it wasn't it was never like the last like he would always find a way to make us like wait like he would just like really make us wait for our presence and it was one christmas where the way our house was set up was like you can go from the kitchen into the living room the living room into the hallway it's like just this one big circle entryway like however way you wanted to get into the living room, you either do it through the kitchen or the main hallway like it was just like i said a big circle and he blocked off all the eggs the entrance and exits to the living room and in the kitchen, the way he did, he just pushed the fridge in the doorway. So, like, he knew we couldn't climb over the fridge to try to get mm-hmm. to the present. So, that was yeah. that. And then the living room had a door, and he just kind of put a lock on it. And he was just like, I don't want you guys to see. I don't want you guys to see. And we were like, see what? Like, because in our mind, we're like, we're not going to get anything for Christmas. Like, it's not, because that's not something, like, it's it's an issue celebrating Christmas. Like, he's like, no, no, I got a surprise. I have a surprise for you. And he went to work again this was a saturday it was a christmas on a saturday he went to work and then we were like why would he do that to us like why would he make us wait he came home to watch wrestling and he's like all right i'll let you guys know when you can come out the room we came out the room he hid presents all over the living room like this was really like it was a big living room, but you we didn't have a lot of things. He even hid gifts in the lamps, like in the lamps, like <laughs> he hid gifts behind the couch, under the cushions, like it was gifts everywhere. And we were like, this is like nonstop gifts, and we were like, how did he, 
how did he pull this off? Like, how did we not see him coming with gifts? Like, how did this? And it was so much fun. And I remember that was the first Christmas. It's like he got me a keyboard that I can play. And I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah, it's for you. It's for you. It's your, it's your keyboard. And that was one thing he always wanted us, which is kind of funny as to, you know, where you get your love for music. He always wanted us to have an instrument. Like, that was the thing. Like, he tried to teach me how to play guitar, but, you know, I was a kid. Like, the guitar was all big mm-hmm. and bulky, and my hands weren't, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, reach yeah, the... Uh, yeah. But he always made that, like... And he had so many instruments. He had, like, the trumpet and his yeah. guitar. He had a, some drumsticks once, but he wasn't that great at it. <laughs> he was not great at it. God. He wasn't great at the trumpet either. <laughs> I could tell you that much. Yeah. But he always was like, well, you know, we'll find your, your instrument. Like, the one thing that's going to... Uh, yeah. So he had, like, those cornball triangles. Like, ding, ding, oh, ding. Boy, like, yeah. he was just Oof. like, you're going to find something. You got to play something. Like, And I think that's just the way he was raised. Like, you have to have music. Like, that was how they were raised over there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, he just did things like that. Um Let's see what else we would do. Oh, his big thing, too, was always to, like, just go for drives. Like, he loved to do, like, just that let's go that, in the I guess that would explain why I like driving so much. Like, yeah. I don't. I, I, could, I could put on a playlist and or I, I just have a bunch of music on shuffle mm-hmm. and I'm good. Like, yeah, you know, like, as long as like I get to kind of sit in my thoughts, like. If there's someone there with me, like, don't take it personal, but this is me, like, sitting in the ambiance of my mind yeah. sort of thing, you know? Oh, like, no, I'm I, definitely yeah. the same way, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I need my headphones to, to mm-hmm. kind of drown out the world and yeah. get into my thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, he loved to drive. Like, that was the thing. He uh, he always acquired cars that he shouldn't have had since he didn't have a license for a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. but he always had a car like and it wasn't like he was stealing these cars these are cars that were given to him by his boss like mm. like you know you, you have a family you need to get around here's a car oh wow like and like and it's this and it was like his like his boss you know he made money he had money and he managed multiple buildings so he had money coming all over the place and like we had a pickup truck at one point when we were kids that was given to dad um, by his boss. And then we had this really like old school. What's the color? Like it was like a like a mint green, like a really light green, old school Cadillac kind of car. Really old school. And again, his boss gave him that. And that was just, you know, it was like it, they were loners, but because he had kids that was you know you should take your take your kids out someone like we've met him numerous times dad's boss and they were like they were more than you know employee employer they were brothers like Mm. and i remember there was this one uh fourth of july and like all the kids in the neighborhood were like outside playing with fireworks and we're like well why can't we go out and play too and dad was like they're not safe you know whatever you know you can't you might blow your hand off and when you're a kid you're like oh, you can't blow your hand off like yeah, you know until, like, yeah okay right until it happens and then we were saying it was like we can't blow like you can't blow your hand off with a firework he's like i'll be right back i'm going to the store and then he came like running home one day that night 
And we were like, what happened? He's like, there's a bunch of, a bunch of ambulance down the block. Some kid blew his hand off. Like, <laughs> some kid blew his hand off. Like, it's just, and he was dying. Like, he was laughing about it. Like, this was the most hilarious thing he's ever seen. Oh, boy. Because he's like, the kid only has a thumb and a pinky. And then he was just <laughs> like. <laughs> he thought it was hilarious. Like. <laughs> Like Damn, he, and then, that says a lot about right? us. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he was one thing like, about them apples. Okay. I know, <laughs> like he was hysterically laughing, like he was turning red. It was just so like we were laughing, and mom's like, "That's not funny." Like this kid is gonna be maimed for dress. Well, yeah, we she's, she's like, got a point, but you know, it, it's <laughs> like that's like the duality of it. Right? It's like, she's like, "Come on, come on." That's kind of yeah. But, but then it was like, like, "Well, lighten up a little bit." Like, I mean, like, not a little bit. It but. was a perfect example of what he was saying. We can't play what they were gonna blow our hands off. And what ended up happening? Some kid that we knew that lived a few buildings down blew his hand off. Like, damn. But you know that night, that Fourth of July, that didn't deter dad. Like I remember seeing him running down the stairs with his boss. So they can go light uh, bottle rockets. Like they would put, I don't know what type of firecracker you would need or fireworks you would need to put in a bottle. And then like the whole bottle would explode. And I don't know. And they were like two teenage boys. Like, (laughs) let's get into some trouble. Like it was just so (laughs) like, you guys are in your thirties, like your twenties, like you're acting like like preteens, like, you know, And he, I remember seeing him, like, he wasn't even walking down the stairs. Like, he was hopping, like, four steps at a time down the stairs to try to, he was a little too excited about that. Like, just too excited to go blow up uh, glass bottles and stuff. But, you know, that was just, that was him. That was, he was just fun. Like, he was just the fun. And then, I mean, he did have moments, you know, his scary moments, like any parent. He had his scary moments, but he, for the most part, it was just always a big thing was just fun. Like, you know, having fun and like he just had a weird, (laughs) like you said, them apples, Uh, a weird sense of humor. Hmm. Like, like when I was born, uh, he was for sure bet any amount of money that I was going to be a boy. And when he came to the hospital... He came to the hospital with a three-piece suit and matching shoes for me. A boy's <laughs> newborn three-piece suit with matching shoes. Wow. And when he saw me, he's like, wait, that's a girl. He's like, yeah, this is your daughter. And he's like, no, no, no. We were having a boy. And he, they were like, no, you had a girl. And he was like, another one? Like, <laughs> he oh, another boy. one? And he, he would always tell me, he's like, you know, you were supposed to come out a boy. Like, you were supposed to be my boy. And I was like, you know, as a, as a young kid, like yeah, five, like, six, well, you're like. What does that mean? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, sorry. Like, you want to say, sorry, Dad. But. Not bad, I mean, but you have a lot of memories with him. So I, I guess he, like, really grew to to love you, you know? I, like yeah i mean yeah i feel like you were the closest one out of the three of us to him i don't know the relationship i feel like that too like i was because i i think i just wanted to understand our parents because we didn't have a lot of time with them Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to 
just like any moment i even did it try to do it with mom but she was really hard to read if that makes any sense like yeah but with dad it was like i just wanted to understand my parents like you want to know especially for girls when for girls and you, you know your parents you have your parents around you want to know their story like what were you like before children what were you like before you guys met how did you guys meet uh things like that like you want to know about their life so i yeah, just was just yeah. interested in his life like i didn't know much about him and he um from what i did know was things that he offered like he offered to tell me and it was just like like those <laughs> late moments you know he had his, his budweiser that was his choice of beer and I'm like, I know, like that's ugh. getting poured out yeah, directly in the he, sink. He wasn't a hard liquor person. He wasn't, but mm. he loved his Budweiser. Yeah, and sometimes Coors. Okay, Coors is all yeah. right. Um, he was definitely a beer guy. Definitely a beer guy. Yeah. And beer and cigs, his cigarettes. Um, mm -hmm. and whenever he would, you know. The beer start to kick in. He that's when he would offer stories about his life, and now that's when I was like, "Here we go. <laughs> let's let's sit on the couch and wait." And I would do. Yeah. And mommy's like, "Go to bed." And I'm like, "Okay." Sneak off and then go back in the living room, yeah, just yeah. kind of like be around him. And he would tell me tales of what it was like growing up in Puerto Rico, and you know things he would do, the things he would get into trouble for. Um, and then he would always play this song he wrote and it was just like you know when you're a kid you're like you didn't write a song you know how impossible it is yeah. to write a song like yeah. and then he would play it and it was just the most i can remember the chords the same three chords and it just seemed like it was the softest like almost almost like a lullaby song and then mm. it, but it was in spanish so i didn't have any idea what he was singing yeah but he was singing and playing at the same time in this song um and i asked i was like what is it what does it mean like what's the song about and he was like it's a sad song and it's about life in puerto rico and he's like what he said one day you i hope that you you're you're able to translate the song you'll be able to understand spanish but um like, I, I remember one instant he was trying to translate it because, again, there's a communication, man. He had broken English. So trying to translate it to what he knows it means in Spanish to what it means in English to where we, as a kid, I would understand that was just, he was, he, he got a little frustrated sometimes. He's just like, I really wish you would learn, you guys would learn Spanish. I really, really wish you knew so I didn't have to, you know. What's the, what, what's the name of the song do you remember i don't remember the song because it was in spanish the title was in spanish um even though i didn't understand the words it was a sad but it seemed like a, a hopeful sad song in a way like yeah um and he would tell me tales about this aunt we had or this aunt he had i can't remember which one it was and he would show me pictures he had just one picture I think I think he said it was an aunt or his sister. I can't remember to be honest. And it was one he had one picture of her, and she was it was the picture was in black and white, and she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, 
that's your and he's just like yeah that's our family he was like she's beautiful and this is what um he's like he would say you know this is what i want you guys to look like you guys look like beautiful women um not the way your mom has you guys walking around looking like now he would tell me that his mother would brush her hair and then every day for school she had the two po- the two pigtails with the bows at the end the ribbons at the end and her hair grew so long because of that and like he's saying you know if your mom did your hair exactly the same way you'd have long braids and he would tell us that spanish people have a sense of pride about them that you can you won't find any in like you won't find in americans like you don't which is like that is you're an adult like you're an adult like yeah "Yeah, that is true yeah and he's just like spanish people have a sense of pride in their culture that you need to learn because you should be proud of who you are and where you come from. And he was saying, you're not just black. You are Puerto Rican as well. And that was just like, oh, really? Like we were like, what? No, we're not Puerto Rican. And they're like, yes, you are. And then he would go into, you know, where he's from, Caguas, Puerto Rico. And again, like I said, he would tell us about the house where his mom, you know, his mom, that he grew up with his parents and the fun things they used to do and how he had his own horse and uh, things like that. So, I mean, like, those are the, the f- couple of things, you know, the positive things that I remember. But, I mean, if you want to go into downside, the, the, the dark, not downside, the dark side of, of our childhood, living with our particular brand of parent... We can definitely do that. That's completely up to you. Um, you can get into the bad stuff, I guess. I mean, you know, he did have a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really know how to control his his beers. Um, mm. He just needed to fight. Like, that was his thing. Like, he just needed to fight all the time. And mm. I don't know, as an adult, I don't know if there was, like, some deep-seated issues he had that he felt the need to fight all the time or... I don't know, but um, there was one day, like, he got into a fight. He, he was really drunk, and he left the house, and mom was, like, they got into a big argument. He left the house, and, and we were crying because we didn't know if he was going to come back or what was going to happen to him, and the next morning, he showed up, like, it was early, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, and we were like, you know, shocked to see him. And he just looked so defeated. Like, he just looked like he had enough. Like, mm. like this is, he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't keep living like that, like, drinking and then going out and fighting. Like, he just couldn't do it anymore. And mm-hmm. this was the, the wake-up call for him because, and he looked hurt. Like, he looked physically, mentally, and emotionally hurt. But mostly, he looked physically hurt. And I remember running over to him and he was sitting in the chair and he just had his head down and I ran to him like I was kneeling in front of him in front of, you know, his knees. And I was like, what's wrong? What happened? Are you okay? And he was crying and he's like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. And he was like wincing in pain. And I was like, you're not fine. Are you okay? You know, just like concerned for him and mom, which I think she was trying to like get first aid but we didn't really have first aid like supplies like Mm -hmm. outside of toilet paper (laughs) 
<laughs> toilet paper and electrical tape like that was the thing mm. and because dad worked with a lot of tools for his job like he did plumbing and you know sheetrock and all this so he had a he had three toolboxes and they kind of all did different things um that was another thing i always loved going through his toolbox he hated it he hated it he's like stop going through my because i would you know touch stuff and mm. these are sharp objects and yeah and it also his toolbox smelled like him so it was just like getting that oh. whiff of yeah mm, you smell like dad like metal like mm. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled like metal and cologne like yeah actually yeah so i, I kind of vaguely remember that smell yeah, on him like metal and cologne so i was just like yeah. your toolbox smells like yeah i used to always love to like especially his uh the electrical tape i used to like spin it on my finger because you get like the yeah the wafting of his scent um so <laughs> so like he's he was like just go in my toolbox i have this white tape in there and um mom got the tape and it was like and it was kind of like surgical tape and he like he pulled up his pants leg and his knee was just like bust open like hmm. you could see like white meat like bust oh, open and he was just like like you see the tears coming down and i was like what happened like and in my mind as a kid i was like dad got beat up like yeah somebody beat him up who could do that he's just he's my dad and um he was just like no 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 it's okay calm down he's like i made a mistake i made a mistake and i got hurt um i think i found out what happened like he did go out he was drunk and and um i think it was like a gang of guys that just kind of jumped him and um he uh he could barely remember how it led up to that moment oh and he was um he honestly tried to s to stitch his knee closed himself mm. like he got a needle and thread and was trying to like and it was just like typical dad this is just like that van damme movie we saw where he got all sliced and shot up and he had to like mm -hmm. suture so we was like you're cool <laughs> like we were like you're cool you're just like van damme but he was crying because one he was in a lot of pain and you know trying to suture if anybody's ever gotten stitches that is like trying to get stitches where you're not not a hundred percent numb oh it hurts so the fact that this man was trying to stitch up his own knee um he he was he was brave for that but the problem was his he couldn't catch the skin because it was like mm. over his knee so that like the skin was tight enough so trying to get any type of flap of skin it would just it wasn't working it just wasn't and he was just like crying even more because of that like he was trying to like fix himself and it just wasn't working and he just kept crying crying and i was just like yeah wow like and then he finally got like this surgical tape I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm making butterfly stitches. Yeah, and as a kid, you don't know what that is. But, it, you know, as an adult, now I know. And he made butterfly stitches. And that was the only thing that kind of, like, put the skin tight together so that it's, like, next. And it could heal. Yeah. And he would, like, he didn't go to work for days after that. Like, he did. He just couldn't do it. He was just so beat up and sore. Mm. He kind of, like, retreated to the bedroom and we didn't see him. We like, he we knew he was there because we could hear his snoring, but we could hear him wincing in pain. But we didn't see him for like 
days. I, I, it could have been a week or more, but for us, it just felt like days. Um, yeah, it was that. Of course, there was the constant fighting between him and mom. Like sometimes those fights were just absolutely ridiculous and just unnecessary. Like, and he would always. We, you know, we as kids, we would sit there and laugh about it. We were just like, dad's doing that thing again. Ha ha ha. Like we were in the room dying laughing. Like, <laughs> and to him, this was like, like, where do you go? Like when mom used to throw him out or whatever and tell him to get out or that, you know, threaten to call the cops, whatever. Mm-hmm. He would pretend to leave. Like he would pretend to leave the apartment, but because we had the, three closet doors right next to the apartment door mm-hmm. he would hide in one of them like wow and he would hide there for hours like just quietly in the closet until we would hear like shuffling and we're like that's dad in the closet and we would really go and blow up his spot like it's found you and he would get so mad like go to f-, like he would curse us out go to bed and then it was like the f- arguing and the fighting between him and mom would just start back all up again it was it was you know, he didn't, he had no intentions of, because where would he go? Like, these fights would be like one in the morning, two in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. they would start sometimes like eight o'clock at night, all the way to like five in the morning. They would just argue and fight all day, like all night. And it was like, we would go to sleep and they were still fighting. Like, God. and he was just, again, because he worked, he was just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. That he was, it was just better for him to go sleep in the closet than for him to go outside in the street and sleep. Man, that's and rough. Yeah, so, you know, things like that. Like, um, he was definitely into Jesus more than you would, like, imagine. Like, because, you know, in that particular religion that he's used to, that's what they did. You know, Jesus was everything. And yeah, he used to tell us because of, you know, our deformity when we were kids um don't worry and he used to watch oh, ned used to drive me he would watch in english and spanish you know those those uh televangelistic people that mm-hmm. be like i'm gonna place my palm upon you and heal you yeah, like yeah. he used to watch those commercials all the time and then he used to be like i'm gonna take you one day i'm gonna take you and they're gonna do that to you and they're gonna heal you and your legs you're gonna wake up one day and your legs will not look like this and they'll be and we were like, really? Like, Jesus is that? <laughs> like, we were just yeah. we were just soaking it up. Like, Jesus could do that? Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you'll wake up one day and it will be, you'll be like everybody else. He was the, um, the light in dark moments. Like, he always had this, we're going to look to the bright side because we're going to do something fun. Like, we're going to think of something fun. Like, um things like that and and the fact that he worked three jobs at one point and the only time he actually had off was saturday afternoon mm. and then he had to be right back at work saturday evening so jeez yeah that man was wore out and that was a lot of the fighting that's what a lot of the fights were between him and mom were he worked so much all he acts is that the house doesn't look the way it does and the kids were clean and he doesn't have to pick up where she slacked off mm-hmm. and for her that didn't that's not what she heard she heard 
be subservient and you know a woman is supposed to know her place and that's not exactly what he was saying he was just saying you're their mom you should be taking care of them you don't seem to be interested in doing that and that was a problem like her mental illness was a very big problem for him like because he just he wanted her to get help but she just didn't want the help the numerous times mom was in and out of the hospital for her mental illness dad was pretty much raising us like outside of working he would raise us like and that was really hard because when you work three jobs you you're not home all the time so he would at least try to come home at in the evening to bring us something to eat and then he had to he had to leave us by ourselves so he can go to work and yeah that's what he did he would leave go to work and then come check on us give us something to eat tell us to keep it keep it down and and when mom had her mental breakdowns, he was the one who would run in the street after her, like to try to get her to calm down before she ended up in another hospital. But she was just so far gone, so far gone mentally that um, she didn't even recognize who he was at a certain point. And Damn. he like that, like I said, that took a toll out of him too. like her mental illness took a big toll out of him and. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was just a lot. It 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 is a lot for one person to take on. Like, yeah, definitely a lot for one person. And and like I like I told you, it's no wonder he was the way he was. Like, who wouldn't be like that? Yeah. Like, who wouldn't? Um, yeah. Uh oh, the last interaction I had with Dad. Um. In February of 03, um, dad was in jail mm-hmm. um, and he had been for, I think, a year and a half leading up to Cameron's birth. Um, and I spoke to him all the time on the phone and mom would go up to Rikers to go visit him. And I never really felt like I could do that, like. The re the reason behind him being arrested was still kind of iffy. Like from my understanding, he got caught because he was trying to get to his boss, that same boss that has given him a job his whole life. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get up to the guy to see if he could get some work because he was at the time homeless and he just needed money mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. place to stay and things like that. He had no way to get there. He had he didn't have a bike. He didn't have anything, and he was walking on the highway. Into Jersey, from New York, into Jersey, and they pulled him over and, and arrested him. You can't walk on the highway. <laughs> like, you can't yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for him, that was, he had to get, he had to get to this guy. Like, that was the end, the, you know, that had to be the end of the journey. And he got arrested for that. Um, and I think also he had ended up, there was some other, I think he had a warrant, because he, he uh, again, because he was homeless, he um robbed this house and oh, he no. yeah he robbed there nobody was home but he robbed the house and he just kind of stole like jewelry and Damn. things like Sur- that survival right but, and oh, I, I don't know how they found out it was him i don't know if the place had cameras or whatever but mm-hmm. um he ended up having a warrant so when they caught him on the highway of course they arrested him so you know for the duration of him being in jail, uh, I spoke to him all the time on the phone. Like he would call, he called every week. 
um a lot of the time i didn't even know he was calling because mom made it like this big secret and then one day i picked up the phone um because it was ringing and i picked it up and i was like no way like no effing way Mm -hmm. and i was like dad and he's like yeah oh my and he was just so happy to hear he's like where have you been like and i'm like no 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 where have you been like and he's Mm -hmm. just like i'm in jail and he's just like it's a lot of stuff and i was like i know i know i was like it's it's fine i was like you don't have to explain to me like i didn't i didn't want to hear like that whole situation like again like you said it was this he was in survival mode and i was already upset like i can't go see dad because i don't want to see him in jail like i don't want to and mom used to go i think like either twice a month or at the at the beginning of the month like but she would go visit him in rikers and um like bring him money and things like that whatever she could and like like i would talk to him on the phone whenever i knew he was called like i couldn't wait like i would see like the number just look weird and i would like yank the phone and then mom she was like monitoring our conversations and she would run to like because you know i was living with her at the time so she would she was be in the living room and then i would be in the room mm-hmm. and she would run to the room and just like start waving her hands to tie to like tell him make sure i didn't tell him that i was pregnant like mm-hmm. she's just like don't say anything don't mention it to him and i was like okay like he already knows i have a kid like he already knows yeah. being the cool person that he was he took being a seeing his grand his first grandchild like he took it so well and it was just i was so scared i was like he's gonna be so disappointed mm-hmm. and i think you know naya was nine months old when i finally saw like introduced him to dad and he was just like so you're a mom now and i was like yeah i'm a mom he's like hmm. he's like you look like you like it i was like it's it's kind of fun like i was saying he's like it's fun i'm like not like that i was like it's just you know you have a responsibility like how could you you know you have to take care i was like and we play i was like we play we i get to play with his cars and he's just like oh you having fun aren't you and i was like and you know mom was looking terrified in the corner like like she was so scared this that interaction was gonna go so wrong but anyway getting back to like what i was talking to dad all the time whenever he was in jail and Mm -hmm. um cameron was three months old when he got out of jail and i wasn't there at the time i was dating somebody pork chop um and i had was spending the night at his house and um mom called and she was like guess who's here and it was just like midnight and i was like what happened that this lady's calling me at midnight and she was like guess who's here and i'm like who like who could possibly show up at your house at midnight on a on a and she's like your dad's here and i'm like what are you serious like like here she's like yeah he got out and he's here couldn't sleep that night like i was so excited but i was so exhausted at the same time and i ended up drifting off and i remember the next day i couldn't like i jumped up out the bed got dressed and mom lived from where i was staying at the time she lived about 10 blocks away. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to walk there. Screw taking the bus. I'm going to walk as fast as I can to get there. And then when I got to the apartment, I was like, where is he? Like, where is he? She's like, oh, he's in the bathroom. I'm like, 
Like I was so giddy. I was like, yes. I was like, this is what I was waiting for my whole life. Like as an adult to like, sit and be able to talk to my dad and like, let's pick up where we left off. Like, this is my dad. We're going to have an adult conversation because I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go that way. Like he came out the bathroom and my jaw dropped and I just broke down crying. And he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, look at you. What happened? And he's just like, prison, prison food is horrible. I was like, but dad, you don't look like you haven't eaten anything. And he's like, no. He was so, like, I've never, dad has always been a big, not a big guy. Like it's, he had the dad bod. Like what people consider now the dad bod. That's mm-hmm. what he always had. So yeah. to see him completely skin and bones was like, that was, it was terrifying. I was just like, what happened? He's just like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I could smell the beer off of him. I, I, like, I, that made me upset at a, for like a moment. I was like, you're back at this. You're back at drink. But I was like, you know, the man just got out of jail. Like mm-hmm. almost two years in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let him get a beer. Like yeah, let him yeah, decompress. Yeah. Like let him have his beer. Yeah. And of course, what was he doing? Sitting on the couch. He was laying on the couch before I got there, laying on the couch, watching uh, wrestling in Spanish on Channel 47, hmm. Telemundo. Like, they was playing old, old, like, repeats, but it was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I wanted, I had so much I wanted to, like, talk to him about, but he was so tired. And he was like, he told me, he's like, let me get some sleep. And then when I wake up, we'll talk. And I was like, okay. And I just sat there, like, in the living room, just looking at him like, so what is he getting up like what is he gonna get up and i was like i don't know what to do should i talk to mom and mm-hmm. should i stand sit here and wait for him to wake up and even as he laid on the couch he just looked so small because he was so skinny like he looked like a lump of blanket like that's the best way to describe, like just a lump of blanket yeah. i walked away and i went in the room to go talk to mom i'm like when did he get out is this it like he don't have to like he ain't escape or nothing like that and she's like no no he got out and i was like so this is where he's gonna be staying like she's like yeah yeah he'll stay here until he gets on his feet yeah that's no problem i'm like okay the night that dad got a jail cameron had spent the night with mom and dad was just like whose baby is this like whose baby and he goes she had another one <laughs> so, <laughs> and she's like yeah and he's like, oh, and like he just scooped Cameron up and was like, they were like two like buddies. Like they was, yeah, Cameron yeah. was like three months old and he put Cameron on the couch and they was watching Telemundo together. Like as if this poor kid could even begin to fathom what he's looking at. Like, yeah. and he was talking to him in Spanish and he was just like, so what's your name? Like Cameron was three months old, was going to answer back. And mom was like, his name is Cameron. And he was like, what? And she's like, Cameron, but in Spanish. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because my Spanish sounds so watered down. I don't like it. So, no. Because in Spanish, Cameron is shrimp. Yeah, Yeah, Cameron is shrimp. So, he was like, she named her son shrimp. And he, again. That's funny because that's the first word that came to mind before you said it. Like, Cameron, Cameron. But then, like, okay. He thought that was the most funniest thing in the world and he just like hysterically started laughing at that he's just like you're a shrimp like little shrimp you look like a shrimp too like he was really he was really going in with Karen. 
this poor three-month-old baby like he was really going in like <laughs> you're a shrimp look at you a little shrimp and like that just shows the character like dad wasn't mad like he wasn't mad about you know being a grandparent like he was sharing his food camera like they had rice and beans together and chicken and he was you know cutting up little pieces of chicken and giving it to Cameron to eat and um yeah so that day that I saw dad you know he I waited for hours for him to wake up and he finally woke up I was like yes I was like hey dad I'm still here. he's like you still here I'm like yeah I'm still here he's like okay so then I introduced him to pork chop and the look he gave this man was like no I don't approve like that you can just the yeah. see the just like he was like nope this ain't gonna work and so pork chop started speaking Spanish to him. He's just, and dad goes in English. He's like, "Oh, you know Spanish? You think I'm supposed to be impressed by that?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, like I was like, oh, oh that's cool, right?" I was like, "Oh, dad, yikes!" Like I was like, oh, "That was the most awkward." And I told like pork chop, I was like, "Let's let's just you can you can go back over there." Like yeah, that yeah. that was an epic fail. Yeah. So. You know, I was talking to dad. I was like, you know, are you happy to be out? He's like, you have no idea. I'm not going back. I'm like, oh, I know you're not going back. You're not going back. And he's just like, no, 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 I'm not going back. He's like, I got to get a job. I got to get a job tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you need to rest. Take some time. He's like, no, 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 no. I got to get a job. I got to get, I'm going to go to unemployment tomorrow. I'm going to get a job. And I was like, dad, just rest. Like, it's not going anywhere. Like. You'll get a job. Don't worry. And then he came out of jail on a Friday night. And then he died on a Wednesday, that following Wednesday. And that phone call was like I was sleeping. And during a time where we still had answering machines, apparently. And I heard mom freaking out over the answer machine. She's like, your father's dead. You got to get over here. He's dead. And I was like, what? And I thought I was dreaming. Like, I really thought I was dreaming. And I called it back. I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? She's like, he's died. He died. He's dead. And I'm like, what? What? Huh? She's like, you got to come here. You got to come here. And by the time I got there, the ambulance came at the same time. And they had him on the floor and they were working on him. And I was like, what happened? Like, what do you mean? I was like, he can't be dead. He's not dead. Like, and they were like, just please give us some space. I'm like, no, he can't be like, like I was hysterical. I'm like, he can't be dead. He's, how did this happen? I'm like, mom, I need, like, I was really upset. I'm like, mom, you do to tell me what happened. And she's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. He just died. I'm like, mom, you just don't, what happened? And she's like, he went, he was supposed to have a job interview at the unemployment office. And he was getting, he left the house and it started to rain and he didn't want to go to the unemployment drenched. So he came back to the house to get an umbrella. But when he came back, he was complaining that his chest was burning. His chest was burning. And, um, he was just like, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. And then he went to the the freezer and was rubbing ice on his chest. And he's just like, it just burns. It just really burns. And then mom said she went to go use the bathroom. The next thing she was just like this loud thump. Like it, it sounded like someone just flopped their whole body into the sofa. And she ran to like see what happened. And she was just like, like you could 
see the life kind of just leave him like his arms just kind of slumped to the side like his body relaxed and then she's like you know she just knew he was dead i'm like ma that doesn't make any sense she's like he had a heart attack he was gripping his chest he had a heart attack he was dying and the ambulance they were like pumping his chest they had the the defibrillators on him and i was like you guys have to save him and then it was like we're trying we're trying you just got to give us some space and like they took him out in the the gurney and the the police that were there were like do you want to ride i'm like yeah please please they brought us to bronx lebanon and is that bronx lebanon no what's that hospital you know which one it is right the hospital in grand concourse on like 160 something is that bronx lebanon no right on 160 something um 170 something like right past oh it's like bronx care now some crazy it's bronx care now yeah yeah, yeah yeah that one yeah they brought him there and by the time we got there they was like yo They've been working on him for 45 minutes. And from the moment they got there, he didn't have a pulse. But they just kept going, going, hoping that by the time he got to the hospital, he would get one. But they couldn't save him. And I was like, I was just like numb. I was just like, that's bull. Like, that's, I'm like, no, he's not. He's not dead. He can't can't be, like, I didn't have enough time with him. Like, I've only had a few days and I couldn't even spend the whole like I just wanted to give him time to rest and I you know gave him space and in that time I could have been there like spending time with my dad but I just wanted to let him rest like I didn't want to bombard him with questions and things like that um and I was just angry like I was just so pissed off and like you know our sister was crying and being dramatic about it and i was just looking at her like can you shut up like for just i need you to shut up and she's just like why are you so mad at me i'm like i need you to shut up and stop being so dramatic because right now i'm angry the doctors were saying that um we're so sorry we really tried we we tried everything and i was just like and i could tell him i was like i didn't have enough time with him like I didn't have time and it's like if you want to see his body you know before we take him to the morgue you can and I was like <clears throat> and I thought I was gonna see dad like how I remembered him like that's gonna be dad like he's gonna look exactly the same way but he just looked he looked like dad but pale because by then all the blood started to like it was just leaving his body like he just looked he looked dead and I was like I was like nah he's gonna it's gonna be like that story like like you know I was I was how old was I at the time I was like 18 yeah I was 18 I was just like still like this is gonna be like the movies he's going to wake up and he's gonna you know <clears throat> it's gonna be a miracle and I just waited I was just like the longer we sit here and wait, the longer he's gonna, he's gonna get up. He's gonna get up, and then, you know, I don't. I think like two hours went by where I was just sitting there like he's gonna get up. And then every time I got up to like check on him, he just felt colder and colder. And they were like, "We're ready to take him to the morgue," and I'm like, "Well, I'm not." And the the doctor's like, "You know, do you want to donate his organs?" I'm like, "My dad drank heavily. I doubt his organs are viable." he's like you know we can still use his skin and his eyes I was like no 
that's not gonna happen you're not gonna take pieces like he has to be whole like that was my whole thing like he has to be whole like i can't and he was like well we're gonna take him and you want to say goodbye to him one last time you can and and i did and like i was like all right dad i was like this sucks like we didn't have enough time and like i was just so angry like i wasn't i don't even think i cried i was just angry and for like i think it was like for three months after he passed i could not go past that hospital like it was just like i felt so violent like i was gonna hurt somebody every time i was getting close to that hospital like because i just i was just so angry and yeah you know it was just it was yeah that was like the last but then like thinking about it i was like as time went on it was just like it could have been different it could have been an instance where i didn't get to see him at all we didn't exchange words like you know with our sibling Mm -hmm. she chose not to go see him I think that's why she is also the way she is because she kind of chose because she didn't like he wanted to see her but she wanted to bring her girlfriend Mm. and he was just like I don't want that around me he she was just like well if you don't accept me for who I am then uh you don't want me and but you know that was that was our my moment with him whereas you didn't get a moment at at all except for when we were kids like when you were little which you know he was completely thrilled like he loved having a son like he was you guys used to have matching outfits which i used to be like yo i want a matching outfit like i was supposed to be the boy remember i could still wear matching outfits with you guys (laughs) and like i remember he had a pair of air maxes Mm -hmm. yeah a pair of air maxes and had the, the i think they were white and dark blue the dark blue check on the side yeah and he found i don't know how he did he found a pair for you he bought a pair for you and it was hilarious because your feet weren't big enough for the the, the sneak <laughs> and then he just kept throwing them on he's just like you gotta wear them you gotta wear them and then mom was like he can't wear shoes you can't put <laughs> shoes on the new baby because his feet's gonna start to stick and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Dad put those sneakers on you so much, your feet as a baby started to stink. Like, not bad, but it just had, like, this corn chippy kind of smell to mm-hmm. it. And he, we used to laugh. We're like, ew, your feet smells like dad. We used to make funny moves. We like, you, your feet smells like dad. Ew. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, it went from when you were born, he used to take you every chance he got to go out and do something with him. Like, he really wanted to show, like, he really had to show you off. And when we got, he got old, I guess when you got old enough for him to be comfortable to take you without, like, mom around, you know, he told us, he was like, I'm going to take you guys out too, but sometimes it just got to be a man and his son. And he used to say that all the time. He used to be like, yeah, 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 we know. The man and his son. And you guys weren't like it wasn't like you guys were gone for long you guys were like gone for like two hours and you guys you know he would really just take you out like he would take you out somewhere and mom used to be like oh take the stroller he's like, i don't need i'm a man i don't need no stroller you just wrap you up in a blanket and he would hold you like a football like it wasn't like a baby it was like a football and just walk out the door 
mom used to be like hold him right and dad just hold you like a football like and walk out the door and you just was content like you didn't care and you know he was really like he really really loved the idea of having a son and yeah it was adorable like you guys were because you really looked like him when you were little like you had the same curly hair like him Mm -hmm. and he always used to part it to the side like like his like he would part it you'd have a part on the side and he used to tell us that's how men men wear their hair like this oh boy let it leave it to beaver type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Leave you, it to you beaver. You couldn't pay me to do that now. You're. I know. You're bugging. But that was, you know, what I can remember. I'm. I'm pretty sure I remember more. But if you ask me certain things, I guess I can. Okay. But yeah, that was that was dad. That was he wasn't. He had big plans for us. Like, we all were supposed to be something. Like, you were supposed to follow in his footsteps as far as music were concerned. That was a big thing. You had to play guitar like him. Which, ironic. Like, like that ends up happening. You play guitar just like him. Um, He didn't have, like, like a lot of parents were like, you got to be a lawyer. You have to be a doctor. You have to. No. But what he wanted for us was, he's like, you have to be something in life. Like, you have to make money and be happy making it for somebody who's 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 came to came to america not knowing a lick of english he didn't know any his his ideas if you knew what he was trying to say his ideas were very um modern Hmm. that's the word i'm looking for like he wasn't despite growing up in in Puerto Rico, born and raised, you know, very strict um, with their beliefs out there. He didn't really impose like, you know, like he wasn't a strict parent. Like he was strict on us as girls. Yes, because he wanted us to behave like girls. But yeah. I was a tomboy. <laughs> like from as long as I can remember, I yeah, wanted to. Yeah climb on fire escapes with him and things like that and he's like that's not how a girl acts you have to act like a girl and you know we couldn't we had to just behave like young ladies that's what he wanted us to be young ladies and he was a young man and that's why he dressed you like a preacher like you had the button down shirts and the slacks and sneakers with the Uh, hair parted to the side like that was always hilarious jeez um from yeah, from the day you were born, you dressed like a preacher, <laughs> like a preacher. <laughs> wow. So you know, that wow. was dad was pretty. For somebody who, yeah, even with nothing, he still did what he could to survive, and and I guess yeah, that's I think uh, yeah, you get a lot of your characteristics for some yeah for someone who you guys didn't really spend a lot of time together, you get a lot of your characteristics from him. Which I'm glad. Like I'm glad it 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 got to you somehow. Yeah. It got to you. It had to have gotten. It had to. Like that would have been tragic, but it got to you somehow. And I always think about what he would be like now as an old man. Like he would be. He he died at 49. So almost 20 years later, he would have been 60, close to 70 years old. Mm-hmm. 
I can't even imagine dad that old. Like this man, for as long as I've known him, has always had gray hair. That man has always had gray hair. Mm. Even when we were kids, it was black at the top, but the sides right here, a little bit over here in the like front. Like Dr. Strange. Yeah, like the hairline a little bit had wow bits of it. The first thing to really, really go gray was his nose hairs. Like we noticed oh, that. Oh God, yeah. it's <laughs> happening. It's his happening. nose hairs and his ear hairs because he always had that. Oh, I don't have any ear hair. Thank like God. Like that little bump right there. Like that was always like hairy. Oh God, yeah. I have like fuzz on it, so mm. it means inevitably, yeah, it's getting waxed. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're he always had yeah hair there, but that was he was a rugged. That was him. He was a rugged old he was, school he was rough yeah he was a rugged old school guy like this was a he, guy he who was stitched, clint eastwood yeah he was like he was these people he became these people the people that he he liked yeah he idolized yeah he, yeah and what i don't know if you've ever noticed known this about him he idolized these men and tried to live his life like these men however he danced like Michael Jackson and not in a good way. Like, you know that thing where Michael Jackson does where he like smacks his knee and like yeah. kicks his leg out? Like yeah, yeah. dad would do that to almost every song. <laughs> and it was like not necessary. <laughs> like it was like that's, that doesn't go with that song. Like I mean, it's the the A for effort, I guess. Like and his his favorite song to dance like that too was Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With okay, It? Okay, you're out of control now. Like, I kid come you on. not. Like, <laughs> No, no, I mean, I'm saying him. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, like, that was his. It's not every. He was, like, in Michael Jackson mode with that song. Like, you yeah. couldn't tell him. What's love? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we used to oh, laugh boy. at him. Like, we used to laugh at him, and he would chase us away. Like, another yeah. time, like, a little fun thing that he did um we were so bored and like it was a friday night we were so bored and he was like oh you bored huh okay i'll be right back and we lived right across the street from a bodega right across the street from him so we we saw him go out the building go across the street we're like oh is he getting us dolls like oh barbies mm. and he came back with a little brown paper bag and i was like that's not a barbie and he's like go in your room I was like, but we're bored. He's like, oh, you're bored, huh? And then, like, in a matter of minutes, he ended up blowing up. He had a bag full of water balloons. But he didn't fill them up with water. He just blew them up. Mm-hmm. And it was balloons all over the living room. And they were coming out into the hallway. We were like, is it a party? He's just like, no, you're bored, right? And he would take the balloons and chase us throughout and just bust these balloons over us. Like, bust it over our head, over our backs. And we were like, stop, like, running away, like. Like, if it was in slow motion, it would have been hilarious because we were, like, running for our lives trying to get behind any door that would close. Yeah. And he would just catch us, like, bong, bust us over the head with these balloons. And by the time we're, like, by the time he's not even done with his arsenal, we're, like, we're all exhausted. Like, okay, enough, Dad. Stop, stop. Mm -hmm. We're not bored anymore. He's, like, oh, no. You wanted to play, right? And then he's just, like, we're, like, we're tired. It's time for bed. You know, but that's those are like little things that I remember about him. And I'm pretty sure if you have any more questions, I could uh, fill it in another time. I don't know. Unless you have one specific question now. No, I don't. I don't think I think that was wonderful. I don't really have anything. 
more to um to say uh, i mean i mean i mean i don't have anything specific to ask it it's like i don't i'm i'm cool with that like yeah i heard the good stuff and and the bad stuff from your perspective so that's yeah I mean, that's yeah. okay like he that's that's fine with me when you only have the one parent that's the fun parent mm-hmm. those good moments will always outweigh yeah the bad ones they yeah. will always and when you have the one parent that always gives you some glimpse of hope that life will be different you know yeah. they're super they're a superhero to you like they're superman or superwoman you know mm-hmm. so it doesn't no matter what people say you're not going to be I'm like yeah mm-hmm. but just like every superhero that they you know that parent has a weakness like that's my dad our sorry our dad's was his anger and his drinking that was his weakness mm. that's how he just dealt with things and just yeah. fight fight for your life like literally so yeah survival yeah so i mean there's parts that we both want you know filled in um and hopefully someday we can get some type of answers um from his family i I, i'd rather hear it from his family yeah hopefully we can try to work to get something done because like i told you you know this is all for what we know is public information so we should be able to get see what we can come up with and see if there's anybody that knows a little bit more that can fill it in you know if 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 that bridge hasn't been burned you you know you get what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. if that bridge hasn't been burned by certain people hopefully we can get some answers yeah all right um wow wow we're at the end of it uh, the end of the first episode but um man uh thank you whoever you are for listening yep, um thanks. thank you hope for being a part of this yeah um, definitely and wow. i will come back whenever you ask me to yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> absolutely there will always be a microphone waiting for you oh stop <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god <laughs> but um yeah it, i'm i'm glad to be back here doing this um but uh thank you everybody for tuning in you can find this podcast and all of season one on apple Podcasts and spotify uh any questions or concerns feel free to shoot an email to more to it that's m-o-r-e with the number two i-t p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com you can find the show on Instagram at More To It Podcast, but it's just T O. So it's M O R E T O I T P O D C A S T. Um, we're gonna get out of here now because it's actually what like almost two in the morning. We've been and flapping our jaw for how yeah, many hours now? Yeah, it's it's been a while, but um, yeah, we're gonna get out of here now. We yeah. got life to live in. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> we got some sleep to get. Yep. So. Yep, yep. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be safe out there. Yeah, please be careful out there, everywhere, wherever yeah. you are. You know, it's uh, that's all you could do is just breathe. Right. But, um, 
All right, everybody. Take care.